Thank you for joining us here at BLC. Our purpose is helping people discover and develop a life in Christ. Now here is Pastor Gary Tony. Man, it is good to see you guys on a Sunday morning. Welcome. I know it's a holiday weekend, so a lot of people got their party on, but I'm glad you're here. Yeah, yeah, okay. You're glad you slept in today, right? Okay. Uh, maybe we need to do some espresso shots. Yeah. Well, let me set this up for you. I, uh, I actually started this talk on a Wednesday night, and, and as I kind of got into it, the, the Lord kind of put it on my heart. He said, this is really something that needs to go forward for a Sunday morning. And um, as I thought about it, I want to encourage you today. I don't really have a particular assignment as far as homework for you. And maybe if you're new today, you're thinking you give homework all the time, baby. Yeah, we need homework, right? Don't, listen, don't come through those doors thinking you got it. <laughs> come on. Uh-uh. It's not information. It's, it's, oh, it's revelation. Yeah. And as a disciple, here's the thing I need you to get today. As a disciple of Jesus, the things that he said... They are crucial. They are absolute to our journey of faith. And when you follow Jesus through the Gospels, and so, so for this next week, as you, uh, as you uh, designate some time, I want you to find a spot in the Gospels. Uh, uh, during our prayer night, Amanda was talking about God had her, uh, and he led her into the, the, the Gospel of Mark. Whichever one you pick, but set up camp for a season there and slow down. See, you've got to watch Jesus. Don't just read the word so you can check the box and say, oh, I read three chapters today. No, I would rather, and I know the Lord would much rather you read three verses today and a light come on. Transformation of your soul takes place. See, I, you have to understand, as a disciple, you and I, we are born again. We are these new creations in him. But the Apostle Paul makes it very clear, the heir, as long as he remains a child, is no different than a slave. See, we actually do have responsibility as people of God. I know that we live in a religious culture where if it's God's will, it'll just happen. Well, that is, Islam practices that stuff. Now, if it's God's will and you get the revelation of it and you go do something about it, it'll happen. But if you never share the gospel with your loved one, if no one ever shares the gospel with your loved one, guess where they're going? Was it God's will for them to go there? Absolutely not. So we do have a part to play in this. You see, the word of God, the things he said. See, this is going to resonate in your soul today. The things he said, what's going to happen is you start going through them, you're like, oh, he said that. Oh, yeah, Jesus said that. And what will happen, you'll find yourself in the break room and you'll be telling a coworker, by the way, Jesus said this. And you're like, where'd that come from? From the abundance of your heart, out of your inner man will flow rivers of living water to people that you come in contact with. We are his body. Are you ready to be his body? See, everything that pertains to our new life in him is built on what he said. For example, in the Gospel of John chapter 6, he said, My words, they are spirit and they are life. He also said that my words, he, not just my words, he said, I am truth. But him and his word, see, that's the thing in the culture we live in today. Somebody and their word is not the same. How many of y'all old enough to remember you could do a deal on a handshake? Yeah, that doesn't happen anymore. Matter of fact, we get lawyers to come up with the other lawyers so we can get out of something. We got the first lawyer to, yeah, I know. In John chapter 12, Jesus said this, I say just what the Father tells me to say. I wish I could say that. <laughs> I just say what the Lord tells me to say. <laughs> Right, Andy? No, we don't. Especially in traffic, we don't say what Jesus said. <laughs> Matter of fact, instead of praising and speaking faith over something, we cursing that thing. <laughs> okay, we're going to be religious this morning. All right, I better, I better straighten up. <laughs> yeah. See, when you look at the things that Jesus said, when you meditate, when you Joshua 1.8, what Jesus said, 
when you give place to what he said in your thinking, it produces kingdom of heaven realities in your life. As a matter of fact, he said, this is how the kingdom of heaven works. Is this if a man sowed a seed? See, everything about God's kingdom works this way. God's not going to make you just do stuff. You've got to sow the seeds of the kingdom into someone's life. You've got to allow the word of God to be sown into your own life, and you've got to sow in water. Paul said some plant and some water, but it's God that gives the increase. In that passage in 1 Corinthians 3, he goes on to say, you know, who, by the, who is Paul? Who is Apollos? We are simply God's messengers, God's servants. God's the one who will do it, but you've got to say it. You've got to water it. But as, you know, you look through what the thing, what, you know, Jesus said, when you look at the words and you meditate them at the end of the day, and I tell you this all the time, but you actually, are you ready for this? You actually have to believe this stuff. Now, believing and knowing are not the same thing. You, you understand that, right? See, I talk to people all the time. That, oh, yeah, preacher, I know the word. Yeah, I, 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 Mark 11, oh, yeah, I know. I know what that is, yeah. <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> yeah. It's not the knower, man. You got to have this thing inside you to the degree that you actually believe that Jesus is the same today. Let me ask you this question. Seriously, is Jesus the same person we follow in the Scriptures? Just because he's moved to heaven. You see, the Son of Man, Jesus, moved to heaven. But the Christ moved where? Here. One and the same. We are his living temple on the planet, his body. And he said stuff like this, I will never leave you. He said it's to our advantage that he goes because until he goes, he's not coming. So who's the he that's going and who's the he that's coming? Yeah, I know, that's your biblical answer is the Holy Spirit. But they're one and the same. Because if you, Jesus said, if you've seen me, guess, guess who else you saw? The Holy Spirit. They, they, they walk the same, talk the same, act the same, function the same. When you look at Jesus, the Bible says in Acts 10, how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and power. And he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. He, so why would God have to anoint God if everything that Jesus did was all God doing it? Then Jesus doesn't be anointed by himself because he's God. But son of man had to be anointed just like we have to be anointed. Hmm. <laughs> I know that's deep, right? And then he makes this statement. Anyone, who's that? What, what, about, the, what about those bad Christians? <laughs> Huh? What about the 21st century Pharisees? Anyone who believes in, you, you got to believe this stuff, man. Anyone who believes in me can do the things I do. That's what he said. Hmm? Anyone who believes in me. You got to remember his word, it's spirit. His word is life. And according to Jesus According to Moses, according to the Apostle Paul, not only are we commanded to live by faith, guys, it's actually the only way this stuff works. You are a new creation. You are designed to function a different way. But to get there doesn't just happen because you warm a chair on a Sunday for 45 minutes. This is a new way of living. You're built to live different. You got that? But it takes time. I know we just want God to do a magic trick, but God wants to do something in you. He wants to develop you, to mold and to shape you so that you become a person of faith. You think about it. What if we, now this is one of your big, big take-homes this morning, okay? What if we don't see something operating in our church today simply because we fail to talk about it enough for the Holy Spirit to establish faith in our life for it to happen. Because it's by faith. That's how you get it. Do you honestly believe that you can do what Jesus did? I mean, if he, if, if he didn't actually believe that, why would he tell us that? Because he said, I'm truth. Y'all okay? All right. See, 
you have to realize this, this, this subject of faith, I guess I need to highlight this for a minute. Because, a, you know, faith is this conviction you have in your heart. According to the book of Hebrews, faith is the substance. S- say substance. Faith is the substance of things you hope for. It's the evidence of things you can't see. The Amplified says it like this. Faith perceives as real fact what hasn't been revealed to the senses yet. Faith says what God says is true. Right in the face of you not seeing it. Right in the middle of you not experiencing it. You know there was a time when, Kate, there was a time we didn't have this building. We talked about a big building. We talked about a nice building. But, you know, just like now we're talking about a new building. Or is it just me and my staff? Is it, are we the only ones talking about our new building? Are y'all excited about our new building? I know you're like, well, well go on, clap if you go clap. <laughs> some of you, some of you, not excited. No, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to get any bigger. I want to stay right. Well, no, we, I'm ready for a new building. I'm ready for a new parking lot. Huh? I'm, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but you have to actually expect these things. Faith is, if you will, this divinely inspired expectation in your life. And faith only comes to a human one way. It's by hearing and hearing and hearing. See, when people come to me and say, oh, well, I've already, yeah, I got that. I need something deep. I know right away you're still in the shallow end. I say that with love, right? (laughs) Yeah. And since Jesus has moved to heaven, he left us his word. He left us his spirit to lead us and guide us today. Yeah. So maybe the first thing that we have to do, I think we have to make a decision. And I know, I know some of you know this stuff, but I think we need to be reminded sometimes. We need to make some godly inspired decisions. You need to make your mind up today. That the word of God is true. Not just the ones that you can confirm. It's all true. For example, in his word, you know what he said? He told us his word is a lamp to our feet. His word enlightens our path. Have you ever driven in the country at night? I mean, I'm not talking about in town where there's streetlights everywhere. You can kind of still see, see images and stuff. You go to the country at night, and it's dark. You see nothing except what your headlights show you. That's all you see. And that's his point here. And you go in the direction of your headlights, trusting your headlights, relying on them to stay on and lead and guide you because you know that road. If you go to Dustin's Road, mm-mm. Yeah, you better know that the lights is going to lead you. That's the same way God's word does our life. You have to trust it. His word, he actually said this in John chapter 15, if you abide in me and my words. Now that word abide, you have to understand something. It means that you live there. You don't visit it. His word isn't a vacation home for you. It's not something you check in on a Sunday for a little bit. No, you live in the Word. See, some of you all this morning, now I say this, do not let the enemy put any condemnation on you. That's not how God works. But you'll see, I'll I'll show you in just a minute, God's Word is designed to correct. And sometimes you need to turn something off and sit down and be quiet with your Bible. Can I take this a step further? Y'all okay, right? I know... Listen, I love my devices too. I'm preaching from a device. But there are times when you need to put your device down because you'll be right in the middle of a, your, your Bible lab and then all of a sudden, and that moment just, because you, you might be more disciplined than me, but I'll be right in the middle of the word. If the text comes, oh, y'all don't go check the text. Okay, thank you. I thought you was going to leave me hanging for a minute. Yeah, we do. We check the text. We'll, we'll unhook from God and go check the text. And then all of a sudden you've checked the text and now your mind has gone completely somewhere. 
So I think you need to roll old school. Well, Pastor, I don't have a Bible. Well, then come see me after church. I'll get you one. I might even throw, I'll throw some King James on you. <laughs> huh? If you abide in me. Now, who, who's talking here? So Jesus said, he said, if you live in me and my word lives in you, you can ask what you desire. And if it's God's will, he'll do it. What's it say? It shall be done. Who said that? But how many of you stepped out and tried it and you didn't get the result? Just me? Thank you, Andy. Yeah, yeah, we all have because we're all still growing in our faith. It would be wonderful if we could just boop, flip a switch and we, we walk in like Jesus. But I don't know if you're ready to handle all that. That's why he calls us his little children because we're still growing in this stuff. Yeah? See, you've got to decide that all of God's word is true. Huh? Here's the thing. Let me show you this. Go to 2 Timothy. Because in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The Word did. And before I even get into this, I know this is one of the big pushbacks. It's, it's crazy that I still get this to this day. But this is one of the big ones that I hear all the time. Well, you know man wrote the Bible. I'm like, for real? No kidding, man wrote the Bible. That's what the Bible is for, is man. Man wrote it, but inspired by God. Guys, let, let, let's unhook for a second. Listen, listen, do you really think that if God wanted to manifest himself and show who he is, he, he wouldn't have to have a word? He wouldn't need a Bible. If he wanted to, Kate, here's what he could do. He could take, he, he could take all of us and he could, he could elevate all of us off the planet and bring us all together and say, look, I made that earth. And he's got us over here and he's just spinning us like Globetrotter. If he wanted to show who he was or vice versa, he could take the earth and, and, and he could help elevate up above the earth. And he could spin the earth and, and, and you could be standing still and say, I'm God, I can do that. I'm God. I made the planet. I made you. If he wanted to show who he was, do you really think he would have a problem doing it? He keeps the sun lit. And he keeps the universe moving in just the right place. I mean, if we shifted just a couple of degrees, global warming, that's adorable. First of all, you all know my view on global warming. That's nothing but a religious sect. There is no, uh, no, this planet will be here till we're done with it. Yeah, listen, I know some of you think, well, we should take, yes, we should absolutely be the best stewards of what God has given us. No question about that. But some of this junk that they're talking about, mm -mm. listen, the, the planet, first of all, the planet's not just going to warm up, it's going to melt. Melt. I don't know if you've read the Bible. The planet's going to melt. <laughs> I got some of y'all like, Am I going to be here when it melts? <laughs> Let's hope not, okay? Yeah. Let's hope you're not here. Yeah. Where do we get this stuff? From the Word of God. You got to make your, you got to make your mind up of what, what he said is true. Let's go to this, 2 Timothy, because all Scripture was inspired by God. I know man wrote it. Man wrote it inspired by God. That's why you, that's what I love about the Bible. You get... You get different personalities. See, I'm, I'm uh, camped out right now in the book of Isaiah. Wow, this guy, he had some boldness about him and some of the things he said, some of the revelations that he got. But you take him and then you take Nehemiah or you take John or you take Peter. These guys, God, God he wanted different personalities, because he was going to be dealing with different personalities. See, this is what I love about the Bible. See, some of you all, you will find things that you can relate to. Like when I read after King David, Cody King David was radical, man. I was reading yesterday, and I mean, in one of his Psalms, he said, God, eliminate them from the earth. <laughs> I know some of y'all are like, yes, I want to pray that prayer over somebody right now. <laughs> eliminate them. Right, eliminate them from the earth. <laughs> I mean, he would pray radical stuff like take their head off. Like, wow, David, you need to calm down. Not so much coffee, man. 
See, all Scripture, inspired by God, written by man, for man. It says this in 2 Timothy 3. And all, all Scripture is inspired by God, and it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof. Now, this word reproof, it simply means admonition or warning. You know, like the Apostle Paul when he was writing in Corinthians and he said that the things that happened to the children of Israel, they were for our admonition, they're for our correction, for our warning, for our instruction, both things that we are to do and things we're not to do when you look at their life. The Word of God is for reproof, is for correction. You ever been corrected by the Word? Pretty much every week. Yeah. If you're spending any quality time in the Word, it is correcting. It is for, this is, this is key right here. It is for instruction in righteousness. Now, this word righteousness, it means the kingdom, of what, the kingdom way of living, right living. It doesn't mean moral compass right living. You are made righteous in the eyes of God. What the Word of God will do is teach you how to live in that righteousness. It gives you instructions on how to live a righteous life. Because let's be real. We still, even though we're born again and our spirits are made in the image and likeness of God, not our flesh. Not our human nature. That's why we still go off on people. I'm, I'm probably not you all. I mean, that's, just, that's just me. It's, it, it keep, but he's not done here. And then he goes on to say this. Why, Paul, why, why is this so important? So that the man of God can be complete. Thoroughly equipped to hang out at church on Sundays. Now, you got work to do, man. Every one of us have an assignment. That doesn't mean you have to be religious, and it doesn't mean that you got to beat somebody up with your Bible, and you got to have three points and a conclusion, and you got to quote Scripture to them. No, no, none of that. You have to get to the place in your relationship with the Word of God where the Spirit of God flows out of you. Because remember, everything about the kingdom of God, Paul said it like this. These three abide. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is Love. See, everything that you and I do when it comes to this life of faith, faith only works through love. This is why you can't be so hard and religious and critical to people. Because as I talk about the word, think about, Oscar, think about this for a second. When you, when you look at the word, the Pharisees knew the word better than anybody. But they had that spirit of religion on them. Jesus, that's why Jesus said, you're of your father, the devil. They knew the word. They knew the word better than anybody on the planet. But they had no love. They had no faith in their heart. All it was was religion. And that is still true to this day. If the word of God is not applied in your life through love, then all you're going to be is this corrective modern-day Pharisee. But when you start being available to the word of God and, and you allow it to abide in you and it begins to effect change in your life, God's word is living power. The prophet Isaiah says this in 55, my word that goes out of my mouth, it will not return to me void. It'll accomplish what I please. Now, this is God speaking through the prophet. It'll prosper in the thing that I sent. I, I like the contemporary English here. It says it like this, my word. Watch this. That's how it is with my word. They don't return to me without doing everything I sent them to do. God sent his word to do stuff. You know, the psalmist says God sent his word and healed them. If God sent his word and healed them, I wonder if, huh? Same. Listen to the message paraphrase. I really like this one. My words will do the work I sent them to do. They'll complete the assignment that I gave them. What will? God's words will. You see, when you put God's words in your heart with faith and you're rooted and grounded in that stuff and you begin to say what God says about your life, it affects change in your life. See, real faith chooses to believe God above everything else. And there's only one way you get to that kind of faith. And that's by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. Like, man, you preached on this so much. Yeah, I know. Because we're growing in it. Because some of you are going to run into something this, this week coming up. And you're going to need some faith that's unshakable. For some of us in the room today, we have... <clears throat> We've, we've grown comfortable because we're walking in the blessing to a certain degree, and we get comfortable there, and sometimes we settle, and we just put our life on cruise control. Yeah. See, Isaiah, he, he continues, and Paul actually quotes him in the book of Romans, but Isaiah says, God, is, any, is anybody believing this stuff? 
And then he says, the point is this. Before you trust, you have to listen. Before you trust, you have to listen. But unless Christ's word is preached, there's nothing to listen to. See, every time you talk about the words of Jesus, every time you talk about, and this is one of the important things that you can do. Now, remember, it's a heart of love, right? Not this corrective religious thing. But every time you sit down and have a conversation, I was listening to a story the other day. There was two young pastors in a restaurant, and they were just talking about the Lord, kind of having a little Bible study at the table. And uh, they, they went to the restroom for a second and was continuing their conversation in the men's room. And it was, there was two other guys in the men's room, you know, and they overheard the conversation in the men's room. And the word of God went to work. And the two dudes that was in there heard the two dudes that went in there talking about the Lord. And they, they interrupted them and asked them about the Lord. And they led them to the Lord in the men's room. Is that crazy? And then they took them back to the table and, and continued their conversation, their Bible study about Jesus. See, this is what God wants in our life. You don't have to force you, you never have to force it, you all. You don't have to force it. When you're led of the Lord, when the word of God is a lamp unto your feet and the Holy Spirit is leading you, you won't have to force it. You are light. The anointing of God. This is some of the, one of the things you ought to say over your life every day. The spirit of the Lord is upon me and he has anointed me. You look in the mirror and you're cleaning up. Well, you, if you got, you, I was going to say you're fixing your hair, but I have perfect hair every day. Uh, but you look in the mirror and you speak to yourself. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. I, I was getting ready this morning and I saw a new wrinkle. I'm like, mm-mm. Your youth is renewed. Glory to God. Huh? When it comes to the things of God, I think sometimes, you know what we need to do, guys? I think we need to take a minute and evaluate our listening. Because I don't know about you, but I'll be listening for a second, and then something that the preacher said sparks something in me, and then I'm gone. Listening, intentional listening takes discipline. And I know sometimes I get it on you all because you're sitting there staring at me like you're ready to get me. But you're listening. I get it. You're listening. I understand. But this is why Isaiah asked the question, is, any guy, is anybody going to believe this stuff? Because it really, some of the things that he said... I mean, they are crazy. Some of the things that he said we can do, I mean, I don't know about you, but I've tried things that Jesus said we could do hundreds of times, and I'm still not there yet. Yeah, I'm still, you know, growing in these things. But Romans lets us know when you look at the life of Abraham, Abraham decided to believe God regardless. It actually says this, if you look at that story in Romans 4, Abraham became what God said about him. He chose to believe it, and according to what was spoken over him, that's what he became. What's been spoken over you? See, according to this faith principle, you got to find this stuff out. What has God said? Is God's word for you today? Well, you got to find out what he's said about you. I think you should personalize the Bible myself. You need to sit there and, and, and evaluate your own life through the lens of the scriptures and like, God, I see that, but man, see, I personally believe that everything that Jesus did with his life while he was on the planet was pointing us to a way of life that he was about to make available for us when he went to the cross. He said, guys, watch me. When he he picked his first disciples, he said, hey, y'all, come follow me and I'll make you. Not just disciples. Yeah, that's what, I know he said, I'll make you disciples. But man, he was going to make them so much more than that. But being a disciple, you must understand, it comes with training and discipline. Knowing what God's will is for your life. Jesus actually tells us in John 6, he said, I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but the will of him who sent me. So for all the people that are under the uh, mindset that, well, if it's God's will. 
Because I cannot tell you how often I hear that stuff from people. If it's God's will. Well, you got God's will. Matter of fact, according to what Jesus, put that scripture back up there for me, please, Derek, in John. According to this passage right here, he said, I came down here from heaven to do his will. So if you see Jesus doing something, guess whose will it is? I know a lot of religion, this, 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 just, this just chokes religion bad. Because it's so much easier. It really soothes our conscience when we can blame God. Well, it must have been God's will. Jesus said, I came to do his will. So he, and then he said this, if you've seen me, you've seen him. Remember what I told you all ago? He said in John 12, I only say what the Father says. In another passage in the Gospels, he says, and I only do what the Father says. I, I think about that one a lot, Dwayne, because I definitely don't just do what the Lord says do. Yeah, how about y'all, huh? Yeah. You know that whole love thing that we were talking about a while ago? Forgiveness, compassion, love, extend mercy to somebody. Nah. <laughs> And, and then we say, well, and then we say, then we, we say this kind of stuff that kind of helps us a little bit. Well, I'm not just, I'm, I'm not there yet. God's mercy is new every day. Well, of course it is, but sometimes knucklehead, because you're a hard-headed, stubborn, rebellious attitude, you don't want to change, and you know it's true. It is, isn't it? Yeah, I know. Remember what I told you about all scriptures for correction? There you go. Take it. <laughs> Now, remember what he said. Anyone who believes in me can do what I do. Is that what he meant? See, the apostle Paul, he takes it a step further, and he says this. Hey, guy, he's writing to, to the, the young church, and he says, hey, y'all, y'all imitate me like I imitate him. So Paul, obviously, this dude was imitating Jesus. Wait, 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 wait. Paul wasn't one of the twelve. Where was he following Jesus? Because the, the Gospels weren't written yet. Where's he following Jesus at? Remember, Paul said, whether I was in my body or out of my body, I don't know. But I, I, I got taken to heaven. And I saw stuff that I'm not, I'm not even allowed to talk about. See, Jesus brought Paul to heaven and taught him personally. That's why Paul wrote the, the majority of the New Testament. Is that crazy? I know somebody's like, well, I want that. Well, you're not getting that, uh-uh, because Paul did that so he could give you the word, all right? And then Paul said, y'all imitate me the way I imitate him. And then when you follow Paul's writings in Corinthians, he says this, therefore, we believe, so we speak. That's what happened in Abraham. Abraham believed and he spoke what God had said about him according to what was spoken Abraham became the father of nations. Yeah? So according to this faith principle, like Abraham, you got to find out what's spoken over you. And here's something else. I want to take you a step further. Y'all still holding up okay? All right. Everything that pertains to receiving things by faith, man, you have got to get in agreement with God about it. You got to get your mind made up. The book of Amos says this, can two walk together unless they are agreed? You got you to get in agreement with God. Yeah, but it doesn't make sense. Okay. Guess who's right? Come on, y'all. See, when you're in agreement with God and you have this settled in your spirit, your soul will fight you until there's transformation. Especially if you've been taught a bunch of craziness. It'll fight you. But when you start telling your soul what to do, you start renewing your mind to the things of God, especially when things aren't going your way. I'm going to tell you, man, we are, Jack, we are faith giants when things are going our way. I mean, we are. I mean, you could call me Jesus, man. I mean, when things are going our way, I'm quoting, toting, wheeling, dealing, saying, spraying, confessing, possessing. I'm, I'm, I'm all that when everything's going good. But 
when it's not going good and things aren't agreeing with what God's Word says about you, it's in those moments that faith begins to speak. And you begin to say what has been spoken over you. Now, now let me take a second here to elaborate this because I, there, there's out-of-balance stuff with people that want to say. Because you realize that there are demonic influence cults that practice chants and saying the same thing over and over. That is not what Jesus is talking about. Matter of fact, he said, don't you be like them Pharisees, those sons of the devil, that practice this vain repetition. See, some people think if you just say the same, if you say the same thing 673 times, then it'll happen. No, that is not what Jesus is talking about here. But when you get a revelation in your heart and you begin to speak to the mountain, be removed, and the mountain looks at you and laughs, that's when you start talking to yourself. That's when you practice the Joshua 1-8 principle. Yeah, I may not see it yet, but this is what God said. You have no choice but to go. Now, you don't do this on, you know, a podcast somewhere so everybody can hear you if, if you're still trying to learn these things. See, sometimes a talk like this it simply reminds us of who we are. It reminds us that we still serve the God of the impossible. I think so often we, we, we find ourselves over in this ditch where we're still waiting on God to do something, though. But God's already done his part. I said God's done his part. Jesus lives in heaven today. All authority has been passed down to his body on the planet. The Holy Spirit lives in us today. And when we start to exercise the things of God, that's when you're going to start to see the things of God. All things, this is what he said. All things are possible to them that do what? That do what? So, if all things, according to what he said, if all things are possible to him that believes, and you're not seeing all things manifest yet, I'm j just maybe, just thinking out loud here, we should reevaluate some things, take a look at ourselves. Instead of just saying, well, it must not have been God's will. I'd have told you what God's will is. Remember, he told the leper that day, he said, Lord, I know you can. If you will. And he said, well, let me check with the Father to see if it's his will. I'll get back with you on Thursday. No. Jesus said, what did he say, y'all? I will. I will. And if he I will him, because he's no respecter of persons. He shows favoritism or partiality to nobody. Can I show, I'm going to wrap things up with this. I need, this is one of my favorite stories in the Bible. And I think I shared this with our Wednesday night group a, a few weeks ago. But in Mark chapter 10, you're going to like this story. How many of you have ever heard of blind Bartimaeus? Two of you? Okay, good. All right. But in Mark 10, Bartimaeus, let, let's set this up. Mark 10, verse 46. Now they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great multitude. Now when you see statements like this, don't just overread this. See, historians and theologians, they tell us the average numbers for a multitude range between 500 and 1,000 people. So when they say great multitude, man, there's a lot of people. Can you imagine? Just think if this, just think if this group was following Jesus everywhere he went through town. Like, wait, like y'all wait a minute. You're crowding me. Back up. We're talking thousands. Yeah. And as they went out of Jericho with the disciples and the multitude, Bartimaeus sat by the roadside begging. He's blind. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. What? Now, what's he want? He wants his sight. But he said, have mercy on me. You see, God's mercy has been poured out on all of us. His healing is his mercy. He's not holding back from you. Son of David, have mercy on me. 
And many of them were around him, warning him to be quiet. You know, the, his, his crew, like, hey, 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 the preacher's not listening. He's not listening to anybody right now. He's on break. Shh. Don't interrupt him. Huh? It'd be like Cody was my usher this morning. Cody be catching you right there. No, no, no. He getting ready to talk. Not now. And then some of y'all get your head going like, I don't know who he thinks he is. Huh? Watch. He yelled out again. Jesus. Now he's in front of multitudes. Right? Verse 49. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And then they called the blind man, and they said, hey, man, cheer up. He's calling you. And so when, when he heard that Jesus was calling him, he threw his garments off, and he took off running. Well, he probably didn't take off running because he's blind. <laughs> but he got excited. He rose up, and Jesus said to Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do? And the blind man said, I want to receive my sight. And Jesus, and hold up, give me the other one first, Derek. Or, no, put the other one back. He said, I want he said back up here. <laughs> yes, he said. Now, we're getting ready to talk about what Jesus is going to say to Bartimaeus. Jesus said to Bartimaeus. Are y'all, I don't know if you're ready for this, but he said, go your way, your faith. What? His faith made him whole. Now, now listen, I know this is something that's, that's just on the surface of most people. Oh yeah, yeah, but Jesus was there. Where's Jesus today? Where is he? Oh, he's over at Walmart. They got a special going right now. No, he's right here. Right here. And he told Bartimaeus, your faith. He didn't say my great power. He didn't say, well, it was, it was your lucky day, Bartimaeus, because I just happened to be passing by today. And it was God's will for you. But all the rest of them, nope. See, people think this stuff, though. I got to take a minute with this. See, if you think that way, I want, you, I want you to go with me one day to UK Children's Hospital. You go with me one day, and you tell me that God says for that one, it's his will that he be that. First of all, I'm going to punch you in the throat. <laughs> no, I would, I would never. I will never serve a God that it's his will to do that to those little kids. I will, I will never serve a God like that. No. I know some of y'all been taught that junk for your whole life, but that is not the Bible. God is not picking and choosing who gets healed. We have to learn how to live this new life in him. He told Bartimaeus, your faith made you well. If you go to Mark chapter 5, the woman with the issue of blood, he said, daughter, your faith has made you well. So here's my thing. If Bartimaeus' faith made him well, if the woman with the issue of blood's faith made her well, if your faith got you saved, can our faith get us healed? Now, I know some of you, you're excited about this, but there's others that you're choking on this right now. Because I know this is challenging. Because you had loved ones that, bless God, they love God with all their heart. You mean like my mom who lives in heaven now because she went home early? Yeah, that, you, that sermon doesn't fly with me. She didn't have a revelation of this. Most of us don't have a revelation of this. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. 
I submit to you this morning, the reason that the church struggles with this is because we don't talk about it enough for it to be a reality in our lives. Did Jesus really mean what he said? Did he really mean that we are his body on the planet today? Is Jesus the same person today that we follow in the scriptures? Is he? See, some of you, you're scared to even answer that. But if he is, let's just pretend for a second that he might not be true. If he is the same person that we follow in the scriptures, if he is, everybody that came to Jesus for healing got healed. 100%. Please don't take my word for it. Go prove me wrong. Go check it out. Everybody that came to Jesus, every one of them, he didn't tell one of them, no, not today. God's trying to teach you something. No. See, my mom lives in heaven because she didn't have the revelation of this. See, I think for us today, we have to come to this place where we understand some of these things that he said. In the middle of tragedy, in the middle of difficulties, in the middle of us not seeing the desired result yet. Jesus said in John 6, 63, it's the spirit that gives life, the flesh profits nothing. And the words, the words, what he said, the words I speak to you, they are spirit. See, the, third, the first thing you got to realize is as you begin to speak the things of God over your life, it starts to affect change. Remember the kingdom of heaven, it works as if a man sows a seed. I know we follow Jesus and we see him speak to something and Bartimaeus' eyes, boom. But Jesus didn't even take credit for that. He told Bartimaeus, man, your faith did this. Now, obviously, his faith connected with something. I know somebody said, yeah, well, he connected with Jesus. <laughs> well, where is Jesus today? Where is he? <laughs> we don't believe this stuff, man. It's a bunch, that's church stuff. If he's with you, and he is the same today that he was when he walked that street in Jericho and Bartimaeus got his, come on, you all. I, I, we have got to get to the place where we believe this stuff. So here's my question. What's Jesus telling you today in your life? What, what are some of the things that he's saying to you today? Don't just think it, guys. Write this stuff down. Meditate it. I know we want a different way. I know we, want, I, I, we just want Jesus to do miracles. He's done miracles, but he wants us living a life of faith. That's that we're, we're built to live this way. I'm trying to unhook here, but man, some of y'all are struggling with this. I can tell. You see, when you get to the place where you stop trying to rationalize the things of God with your intelligence and your emotion, because it, it hurt when you lost the loved one and they went to heaven and they shouldn't have. Yeah, you know, I get that. But this side of heaven, that's part of it. We will all face the difficulties and challenges in this realm. But as we begin to yield to the things of God and our thinking transforms and we're more intentional about the things of God, we start seeing more fruit in our life. It's a process, you all. You have to grow in this. So stop just wishing God would do something. He's done something. He has given you his spirit. He has given you his word. Start to apply it in your life. Is this okay? Y'all all right with this? Yeah. See, I know somebody's like, man, that's a little harsh. I know, but y'all can handle it, right? Sometimes you need more than, than, than baby food. You need, you, sometimes you need a little something to take home and chew on a little bit. I want to encourage you, take these version notes home. Dig into it. Unpack it. Write down your thoughts. Write down your questions when you're struggling with some of these things. Call us at the office. Talk to me about it if you have things that's going on that you don't understand. That's why we're here to help you. We're, we're trying to get you to the place. Our job as a local church is to help people discover and develop. Discover and develop. Discover and develop a life in Christ. 
That development takes time. And the only way we get to that place is by hearing and hearing and hearing. Yeah? Now, that being said, it's always important that you understand these things belong to the people of God. And so today, if you are unsure of that, if you've never taken that initial step of faith, if you've never asked the Lord into your life, well, today's your day. And that doesn't necessarily mean be part of Victory Life Church. Sure, we would be honored to have you, but I get it. We're not for everybody. I understand that. But you're here today. That thought that's rolling around in the back of your head, yeah, that's the, that's the, the Holy Spirit pulling on your heart. He's, he's saying, come on, give me a chance. So that's all we're asking today. Just give Jesus a chance. Those of you listening or watching, stop what you're doing right now. Let's take a second. We're all going to say this very simple prayer together. It's just a simple act of faith, but Jesus made it simple on purpose because he knew we were going to be involved in it. And the moment you believe it and you confess it according to what he said, you will be born again. So say the prayer with us today. Lord Jesus, come into my life and make me new. And from this day forward, Jesus is my Lord. Heaven is my home, and I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you're in the room and you said the prayer, stop by our information desk. We've got a, we've got a little gift for you. For those of you listening or watching, man, you got to tell somebody. The greatest thing in your life just happened. You are born again. You belong to the family of God. For everybody in the room today, as you leave here today, keep this in mind. Keep faith on in your life. Keep that divine expectation going. Believe God for something and don't let go of it until you see it. Amen. God bless you guys. We love you. Have an awesome week. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to click on the subscribe button. For more information on Victory Life Church, check us out at victorylifeky.com. Thank you so much for listening.